1: Today, trusting your gut, how to face your fears and rewrite your story with the help from Maria Shriver. Plus, Insecure star Yvonne Orji plays matchmaker and dishes on her new reality dating series. And should you rent or should you buy a home? We'll tell you about the hidden costs
2: before you make a move. From Rockefeller Plaza in New York City, it's today with Hoda and Jenna. It all starts right now.
1: Nothing better than a Friday, Friday, January 21st, Jenna Bush We made it. We're here. And it is. It's Friday. Don't you love feel like Friday. Friday feels good. And now, don't you love it when you hear that celebrities are just like us? Like, yes. sometimes you hear something and you think, boy, their life's perfect. They must not have it. anything that bugs them, da 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 da. Bono, who has one of the most beautiful voices yes. on earth, and you know, because he's your friend and serenaded you practically, um, he says that when he hears his own voice, he's embarrassed.
2: Wait, what?
1: He doesn't turn it up to volume 10 and go, hey, that's, yeah, that's me. That's, he doesn't. He's embarrassed. He cringes when he hears his own voice, even though it's the most perfect voice of all. I know. Isn't that funny how critical we are over our own stuff? Yes. It's like if you, because we tape our shows on Friday sometimes, spoiler alert, <laughs> but when you're in your house and it's on, As you walk by, no, thank you. Don't you kind of feel like, or someone says, "Oh, let's turn it on." Like there is something about it that is just horrifying. Because I always think it feels better doing it right now than it does, like watching it after.
2: We don't watch. um, Yeah, we cannot watch ourselves. But also, you and I have a thing, and it's and it's we we know, guys. we We know when we get excited.
1: We're loud. It's too, and we talk over each other, it, and everyone
2: says, "Stop talking being loud over and each talking. other." We're doing it now. See, See what's happening? We talk in unison. You know what? But when, like for example, when we did that polar plunge, screaming like wild
1: banshees.
2: It was like a. I was like a like a bear running out screaming. <laughs> but actually, it brings me back to that moment of being deceived. <laughs> Can I just say that in that moment right there when I was high-fiving that gentleman, I thought, (laughs) how did Hoda dive in and get out. I, I thought to myself, Hoda is so fast. You know what I love? I love reliving that moment. I don't know what it is
1: about it because I knew that we were in one foot of water and I wasn't going to scrape my nose on the bottom. But I also knew we had to get our hair wet and I was like, what's the compromise? And when it was over I got a text from Savannah. That wasn't diving. I was like okay, Jenna's bestie. Fine. Okay. Sorry you're the
2: diving police. Well, so I no, and there, well, by the techniques. way, there was diving police coming from every which oh, way because <laughs> you saw it. Because A lot of people said you cheated, but a lot of people also were worried for my safety for, di- for you're a scraping sl- your shallow, nose. shallow dive. And I appreciate that, but I am a very good shallow diver. I practiced it. <laughs> when? I practiced it. A lot. As a child, I learned to skim.
1: Oh, not go deep I'm not a good,
2: that hurt my ears. But yeah, I know, I I just was brought back to that childhood friend who would say, one, two, three, jump, and then you'd look up and the person was still there. (laughs) They did that to you? Of course One, two, three they three did jump, and then they wouldn't jump. You know, you've never no. been that person, no, I've never been
1: either of those people. In
2: the ocean, sometimes where Barbara and I are, like it's so freezing. Okay, let's go on three. One, One two, three. three, and then you get out, and you're like, "What?"
1: <laughs> you stood there. You know what we used to do when we were kids? Me, and my brother, and me, and my brother would be on a raft, and my sister would be facing the waves, and we'd be facing my sister, so the waves were behind. Oh, me. and you. Tell and her? she would tell us what was coming. Don't worry, don't worry. And she and we would play this game, and we watched her eyes. She was like, "It's nothing," and then I watched her go underwater, and we. We knew we were about to get totally hammered but it was like such
2: a rush I love that game I kind of want to play that up, but I don't game. think I'll be playing it with you um okay we know that yo-yo dieting doesn't work right I know you th- we think it does because it feels good for the event it doesn't I've never I've always
1: have you ever lost weight for an event
2: I've tried to but instead I wedding. gained the weight well wedding. for the wedding I was you you yes did. but I was also a child bride, bride. how old 26
1: right so, so I was when, young yeah, Remember enough. when that was normal? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still normal. A lot of people are... Well, yeah. <laughs> but remember when it was, like, more of the norm, like, yeah. the, now it seems like people get married later. No, I know. But, but anyway, I was yo, young. Yeah.
2: Yo-yo dieting does network. not work. In fact, when I try to do that, I actually gain In weight. Way. It always works that way because you think,
1: well, whenever you yo-yo diet, it's like you starve and then you weigh yourself and then you eat a cracker and you stand
2: <laughs> on the scale again. And you're like, what? Like, because any added calorie but also, tips it. If I start to think about it, yeah. all of a sudden I've lost sense. all consciousness and I'm eating, eating Teddy grams. Everything. you know? Oh. Love it, Teddy Graham. I love the tetra. Okay, so a new study found that yo-yo relationships may have a negative effect on couples' mental health. You mean going
1: from relationship to relationship? No, no.
2: I think it means dating, breaking up, dating, breaking same up percent. with the same fella. Have you ever been in one of those?
1: Yeah, well, I think everyone goes through breakups. I mean you kind of separate for a while and you come back to it. You're That's like, it's over.
2: Well, no, it's
1: not. But usually that happens when you're younger. Yeah. Because you're like, it's cause it's kind of like the makeup part is so Fun and sexy.
2: But can I just tell my younger self that that junior year in college was Mm. wasted on the person that dumped me? Yes, it was. Was it? I could have dated tons of people and instead... He
1: taught you life lessons that you're using today.
2: He taught me (laughs) nothing. (laughs) Except for that when you're going to talk about yo-yo dating on a show that you're going to do in 10 years, you're going to think of his (laughs) slimy little face.
1: Was it slimy? Yes. Because he broke up with you all the time, or did you break up with him, too?
2: No, he dumped me. He, and then he, he went back cheated to cheated on me. And then he went back he to you? kissed a girl in front of my face at a party. How did you tolerate that? Because you don't tolerate that stuff. I, I know. You're Jenna. I know. Tell uh, yourself that. I know,
1: but that, there's a time where we all tolerate bad behavior, and we...
2: And it, by the way, I once... Um, and One of my roommates disliked him so much that I accidentally wrecked her car... Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have to call and tell you something. I accidentally wrecked your car in the driveway. And she was like, oh, no, that's totally fine. Don't worry. Insur- you-, you have insurance. Mm-hmm. It's fine. And-, and she was like, um, okay, but let's go get lunch. I'm starving. And she goes, where are you? And I said, at his house. And she goes, goodbye. <gasps> she yeah. didn't care that I wrecked her car. By the
1: way, that's a good friend. Yeah. Because She knew. She, knew. It should have been
2: over months ago. But look at
1: you. That's so in your history. Some people all the way through their lives still tolerate Don't tolerate that. it. Where are you out there? Stop. <laughs> but, you know, you have to, you have to find your own okay. time to say that. Just but like I think found they it. should
2: find that time. Yeah, they if will. you're in that right
1: now, They're gonna find break it. up with that dude. <laughs> He's not worth it. Anxiety and depression from a recycling <laughs> relationship could last more than a year. Anyway, let's move on. That okay. was a good topic. Yeah, Is that right. it? I think that's Aww. it. But that
2: was a lot of fun. Too bad we're ending on that note. But coming up, learning to listen to and to yeah. trust your gut. This we've is, is exactly
1: what we've been talking about. Maria Shriver knows a thing or two about oh, that. We
2: love her so much, and we can't wait to talk with her. Coming up next.
1: This is a big year.
2: We ask kids all the time, what do you want to be when you grow up? But what if we flipped the script a little and started asking ourselves what we really want to be? By the way, that's a great question. Well, that's what happened
1: to one woman from Perry, Georgia. She trusted her gut, she stepped out of her comfort zone to live her most authentic life. Take a look.
4: Hello, I'm Patricia Forehand. I am 59, almost 60 in a couple of months, years old. And I used to be an elementary school teacher for 32 years and now I am a stand up comic. I tend to go for the low hanging fruit because I'm short and that's all I can reach. I always wanted to make people laugh. I always wanted to entertain them. But
1: after high school, Patricia chose a more practical career path.
4: I went into teaching because I love kids, and also because my dad bribed me. He said, if I went to college, that he would get me a car. <laughs> but then, when it was getting time to retire, I kept thinking, what am I going to do now? You know, all those years that I taught those children, I would tell them that you could be anything you want to be. And here, I wasn't living what I was preaching. So I looked upset at quality and decided to do an open mic. And it was like, for the first time in thirty-something years, a weight was lifted off my shoulder and I could be my genuine self. It is hard to feel sexy when you're as old as a golden girl. I don't think I could have done this in my twenties. I don't think I was brave enough or courageous enough I'm in the right place
1: at the right time doing the right thing. Here to talk more about listening to your gut, create a life you love is our friend Maria Shriver. Maria, boy, she said it, didn't she? She couldn't have done it in her 20s and
0: 30s. She said it had to be happening now for Mm. Patricia. Right. I thought what she said there, she was. I couldn't have done it because I wasn't brave enough. I wasn't brave enough. And I think that's such an important word. I think people are actually braver than they give themselves credit for. And I always try to tell people, uh, and I tell it to myself, everything I need is inside of me. Yeah. I'm brave. I just have to tell myself that. And then you have to just leap. So how do you know when it's time to you leap? You don't. You don't. You just right? Do I it. think you just have to, whether it's personally or professionally, it's just thinking, do I want to settle do I want to live a life that's good enough or do I want to be brave? Do I want to try? What am I afraid of? What's the worst thing that's going to happen Uh, is that you'll fail. And I think the more people talk about failing and making that something that is survivable. I remember when I got fired, I was so ashamed that Mm -hmm. when I was at CBS and they fired me, I was like, oh, my God. And I remember Walter Cronkite called me and said, you've just joined a really big club of people who get fired. I was like, oh, what? I didn't know you got fired, you know. So he took the kind of Uh, stigma out of it. And I think whatever it is in life, if we say, like, I got fired. Oh, I tried that. It was a big failure. I got divorced. I, you know, made a mistake over here. I did that, and I'm okay. speaking your truth. speaking your truth and taking the
2: mystery out of the... Pitfalls. You know what's yeah. you are our guru around here. I'm yeah. not sure if you know that, but Hoda and I talk I'm like, who was the wise person that said that? And Maria. it's always Maria. But- you have created this incredible summit that any of us can join. I'm Will you so, tell us about it? Yeah,
0: I'm so excited about this. It's a partnership that we did with Sounds True. It's called Radically Reframing Aging. And obviously, aging is a gift. And mm. the narrative around aging is like, oh, my God, it's scary. It's bad. It's negative. And all of these people have come together <sighs> to talk about the benefits, the gifts of aging, rewriting how we feel about it, the health of it, the opportunities that come to it, how do to embrace it, how to start new things, how to listen to your gut, how to start over, how to live a healthy life. It's really... Oh, by the way, can I, can I can just tell you one excited. thing? When
1: I saw the lineup and yeah. the speakers you have and the conversations that are there, the only thing I could think of was, clear my schedule, how, I got to be there. So. How can we so do it? Well, we can, can just go, so. go
0: online, you can go to Maria Shriver Summit and okay. you can join in. But what was really exciting to me is my daughter, Christina, worked on it with me and she said, you know... I was afraid of aging, Mm -hmm. and I watched this, and I was so inspired, and I myself was so inspired by the people who were, like, saying, say yes to every opportunity that comes your way. Change your mindset, like Jamie Lee Curtis be pro-aging, embrace it, see it as a gift, you know, own it, talk about Mm -hmm. it, don't be afraid of it, it. be brave at every level of it, and that to me was super exciting because I think there's so many subjects that need to be reframed, like that you can be who you want to be at 55, at 60, you can change your health course, you can change how you see yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and that to me is so exciting and a responsibility to change up these narratives whether it's about marriage, relationships, aging,
2: grief—yes—and
1: yes. it's coming <laughs> up in February, right? It's coming yes.
2: up in February, okay. yeah. And if you want to find out more info, I think we all do. We're I like, how wait. can you do no, it? Maria, five summit—we are. You can go to hodaandjenna.com.
1: Maria, sticking around, and we're going to have a life coach here with tips on how you can live a life you love. Coming up after this. happy to be back with Maria Schreiber, who recently wrote about the importance of following your intuition in one of her recent I've Been Thinking articles from her must-read Sunday paper newsletter.
2: And also with us now is life coach Kristen Glosserman, author of If It's Not Right, Go Left.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. All right, so I like your question. You say we always ask our kids, like, who are you going to be? What are you gonna, Who are you going to be? And you say we should ask ourselves, Maria, like, who do you want to be? Who are you?
0: Right. And I think it's not what do you want to do? Right. But who do you want to be? What kind of person do you see yourself as? And those are questions I think that we're told in high school and college and maybe in your 20s. But I think it's something to ask yourself, am I the person I want to be in my 50s, in my 60s, in my 40s? And if not, how can I be that person? How can I turn left?
2: How can I go right? Mm -hmm. That's And Kristen, that's a perfect time to bring you in because as a life coach, I'm sure you're helping people navigate these questions all the time. But how can, if somebody's like, is my gut even right? How can you help people really like tune in to their intuition?
5: Um,
2: Thank you for having me
5: here and being part of this conversation. It's so important and it's so inspiring. It's really tricky to know when your gut is trying to connect with you. Sometimes it's that little voice sending you a message. Sometimes it's like a flash of clarity. It could be physical. It could be sweaty palms or goosebumps. Mm-hmm. The good news is is that you can work on trusting your instincts, and you can target them like a muscle you do when you work out. And when you do that, it can really help move you towards positive decisions.
1: And sometimes you can have that feeling inside, but speaking it is hard, Maria. Mm -hmm. Sometimes having a voice and saying it out loud can be the thing that's crippling. Like you may know, but I can't
0: say it. But know. I think it's very empowering mm-hmm. when you think, agree, right, when you speak it, because then you're just like, uh-oh, I gave voice I to gave it. I gave voice to it. And then that mm-hmm. allows you to follow it, as she was just saying, a little bit each day. And I think people freak out, right? We're like, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. I don't know what my intuition. And I think your point is take baby steps towards what yeah. brings you joy, yeah. what mm-hmm. you know what know. brings you joy and what doesn't. Yeah. And if you keep making baby steps towards that, it makes the big stuff easier. That's,
2: that's so mm-hmm. smart. And that's Kristen, right. when you say like you can work on it, yeah. what can people do? I mean, I know one thing that, that Hoda and I think Maria do is write things down. Yeah. But what else oh, yes. can we do um, to make sure that so, we're living our purpose? So both of you mentioned this briefly. It's a three-step
5: process for creating possibilities. It's called Think It. Write it, share it. Mm. So you want to spend some time usually using visualizing exercises, thinking about who is that person? Where do I live? What do I do? Mm. What are my passions, my skills, my experiences? Mm. And how do I use all of that in my life? Then you want to write it down. You want to journal. You want to write on your computer, any medium that helps you move in a positive direction. And then what you mentioned before, share it sharing those thoughts and those ideas with your trusted circle, people within your churches, synagogues, schools, or your online communities. People connect with people. People get jobs through people. So we want to share that message of what we're thinking to really make something happen.
0: I think it's also scary for people to to share because they're afraid of, like, you know, who do I think I am? Do I deserve Mm -hmm. that? Uh, Am I worthy of that? Mm. Right? And I think Mm. that kind of silencing that critical voice that we all have, right, and telling it to... I, I speak to it like... Take a break. I've heard you enough. <laughs> you've, you've done your work. work. You've made. Your point. Point. Now step aside. Step aside. <laughs> step aside. Yeah, and I think I like that, that that's really important because someone's always going to go like, yeah. ah, "That's uh,
2: not true." Yeah, sure. And, and yeah. why would you listen you sure, to that voice right?
1: over when someone questions? Right. Even yeah. if you know yeah. a thousand percent, and someone says, "But wait a minute," did you ever think about how bad it might get? Yeah. And you're yeah. like, "What's the best response so, to that?" Yeah.
5: Yes, I, I love that. So that's. Some, I have a term. It's called stay in your lane, right? There's going to be a lot of traffic around you. And just you said, someone's going to tell you it's a bad idea, unsolicited advice. Um, Stay in your lane. Know what it is and where you're going. This is your journey. So make it your
2: ride.
1: All right, That's brilliant. smart. Kristen thank Glosserman, you. thank you so much. Make Maria, that.
2: thank you. Make, Make, Make it wild, too. Make it wild. wild. Make wild. wild. In I love that. Let's wild. i Fire. All
1: right, guys, <laughs> color coming up next is life imitating art for Insecure star Yvonne
2: Orgy. Yeah, her new show all about finding love after this.
1: All right, you want to talk about a woman on the rise? We've got one for you. She's a fashion icon. She's a comedian. She's Emmy-nominated.
2: She's incredible. Her name is Yvonne Orgy. Yeah, Yvonne got her start on the hit show Insecure, now she's hosting a new dating series. It's called My Mom, Your Dad. This is where single parents get set up by their college-age kids. Brilliant idea. What could go wrong?
1: This is brilliant, brilliant Brilliant. Okay, so the college-age kids get to play matchmaker. Whose concept idea was that? It's, are you a matchmaker in real life?
6: I mean, I have been. I, I have one marriage under my belt, so, hey, I think that worked out. Okay. Okay,
2: that, you know that if you get three in the Jewish tradition, you go straight to heaven?
6: Oh, well, muscle off. I know. <laughs> Um, But this is uh, from Greg and Haley Daniels, their father and son, uh, father and daughter team. And I think, you know, during the pandemic, they were just watching shows. I mean, they they created, you know, Love Island, The Office, et cetera. Um, But they were watching and they were like, you know, we need family shows. We need like what what would happen in like a dating reality where it's like older parents. And, you know, because, you know, you see a lot of the young dating shows. It's a lot of the same. It's a little messy. So they wanted something wholesome, which I love. I love love, and I love something that like the whole family can watch together. This is a little
2: cringy, in the best way possible. (laughs) Well, I just love how the kids are like spying. I know. Are they watching? Are they watching making out? Are they dying?
6: I mean, so there is, there, you know, some, some of the parents, if they make a connection, they get to have, you know, a private sweet moment. Oh. The cameras do get turned oh, off. Oh, good. Then. That's um, good. <laughs>
1: Thank God, because that would get real weird. Okay. What about your love life? Yeah. We're very curious about you. You're amazing. But what's going on there?
6: Well, you know, we just, we, we bless God. We pray. You know, we're hopeful. <laughs> you know, this is why I do shows like this to remind me that love exists and it's out there for these parents and also for me.
2: Um, so if you know anybody, hold Okay, up. well, like, that's what, <laughs> that's what we're asking, because I actually just set up our boss. Yes. And she's getting, she's married. getting married. So I need two more to go straight to heaven, just like you do. What are you looking for? Oh, girl.
6: Okay. How much time do we have? I think this is a short <laughs> segment. <laughs> We will talk offline, but I I am looking for the whole shebang. I don't want to settle. I don't believe in settling. No. Nope. Um. So and I'm greedy. So I want I want a lot. Okay, and I a lot. You
1: deserve you it. You don't want to dim your light. No. I mean, you know what? You need someone who can stand eye to eye, toe to toe. What about your parents? Your parents know you very well. Did, have they ever tried <laughs> to set you up, or do they? You know, what do they think of your status?
6: My parents are Nigerian immigrants. They in the they have they have learned their lessons. They are no longer trying to set me up because in the past they tried to do the, like a the sneak attack setups where my mom would just be like, "We're going over at your your aunt's house. Just come with me. I just need to drop off something." And then it's like we get there and it's a full dinner spread. Oh, what is this? We might as well stay for dinner. And I'm like, no, this is a setup. And then <laughs> a friend comes and says, oh, your son is in town from Harvard. <laughs> sitting next to my daughter? And I'm like, this is
2: the worst. Okay. But did that never work? Did, the cute you, Was the guy from Harvard cute or no? No. no? <laughs> okay. OK. That's all okay. we needed to know. OK. All right. We have wait, to wait, talk. Wait, wait. I just want to ask real quick. What do they think of your
1: wild success, your yes. mom and dad? This is amazing.
6: Oh, they love it. You know, most immigrant parents just really want their kids to be happy and successful. They had no idea that success would come in entertainment. So it was a rough ride getting here. But now that we're here, my mom, it's so funny because she'll, like, get her hair and makeup done. I have to look good I'm the mother of an actress. (laughs) If you don't sit down, lady...
2: (laughs) Love okay, it. wait, we have to talk yeah. about Insecure. Yes. This show was so oh, such good. a hit. Was it? And, and first of all, you ended in a wedding dress. Yes. Which is kind of fab. And I think you wrote on Instagram, like, let's yeah. let you know, art, art imitate, imitate life. life. But, wow, yes. how did it feel to put on that dress? And what was it like to be part of this groundbreaking, incredible show?
6: Oh, my God. When, when we put on the dress, I was like, mm. so it was Shiona our um, wardrobe um, and marry my hair. And we both, I was like, is this what it feels like to say yes to the dress? I said yes to (laughs) the dress. And I I just, in my mind, I'm like, okay, Oscar, you might be getting a call when the big day comes because Molly can't be the only one having this much shine. Uh, No, you know, it it felt great to be a part of the series. It feels groundbreaking. It, It was a family and I'm so glad that we were able to come together and go out the way we wanted to go out. You know, we grew. I think a lot of people were um, just, you know, riding along with us. Some people were like, I started this show after I finished college and now I'm, wow. you know, getting ready to buy my first house or now I'm getting ready to get married or, you know, I- I've grown up with the show. So it's really amazing to see
2: how we come into
1: people's well, lives, Yvonne. You're amazing. You what really are. What a treat you are, and how much fun to sit and visit with you. And we can't wait to <laughs> stream your show,
2: and we can't wait to see yeah. your your star rise. Yes, but yes. this show is going to be so much fun. Thank you, thank you. And thank you. you can. St- I, can't, I can't wait for you guys to set me up. Okay, so. go. Yeah, can you text a little later yeah, about need, what you're looking your deets, for? Okay. Yeah. Got you. We're on it. Uh-huh. All right, and you can stream my mom, your dad. It's playing right now on HBO Max.
1: Coming up, the pros and cons of buying your own home. Coming up next, <laughs> all month long, financial expert Tanya Rapley has been helping viewers fix their finances, and today we're tackling one of the biggest money decisions people make: whether or not you should buy a home.
2: Yeah, and one of our viewers, Shante Reyes, wrote to us about that exact question. Let's take a look at her story.
7: My story begins with my sweetheart husband, Julius. We've been married almost 24 years and have three children, Savannah, 24, Julius Jr, 22, and Dominic, 14. My husband and I both have full-time jobs with the same healthcare company. My oldest kids have full-time steady jobs while my youngest is in school and plays on two baseball teams. Throughout our marriage, my husband and I have rented our homes. Now we want to buy a home that would accommodate a family of five and possibly my elderly parents. We make good money but need help to get to where we wanna be. Both kids contribute by paying for rent, food, and their cell phones. But we're still struggling with 30,000 in debt. Like so many families, we have challenges. We're trying to balance kids, work, and finances. The list never ends. Our biggest concern is our youngest, who struggles with various medical issues. Being able to focus on my children's health and being less distracted by finances is all a parent can ask for.
1: And Shante and Tanya join us now. Shante, we were just struck by how your story is a story shared by so many people doing all the right things and trying to even take one big step. But there's a question, like, why now? Why was this the time you decided it's time to get everything straight?
7: I just feel as my kids are growing up, I don't want it to be a generational thing. Mm. Um, My parents didn't teach us how to finance and manage our money Uh, They didn't know either. And I feel my kids are getting older. They're making good money. But I also want them to be smart and not be where we're at at this point.
2: I mean, that is such a gift Mm -hmm. as a mom to her kids. And Tanya, I think, uh, you know, Shante and Julius are wanting to buy a house. They're ready for that step as their family. But what's your advice? Are there any cons when it comes to, to purchasing a home?
8: Yeah. I mean, Shantae and her family are so beautiful. And, you know, when we think about buying a house, there are a few cons, because if you can't truly afford to maintain that house, then the house might not appreciate the way you hoped it would, as well as you might find yourself falling behind on bills. Or taxes and lose that home. So, you really wanna make sure you can afford to maintain it as well as that you're buying in a good market so that you're buying ahead instead of buying behind. Well,
1: people often think that if I'm renting, I feel like I'm throwing money down yeah. the drain. At least if I buy, I have something. And if I maintain it and keep it up, like what would keep it from appreciating?
8: Let me tell you, as someone who bought a house last year, it can be expensive to you. The good thing is you can lock in your mortgage rate versus regular rent increases, because we know that rent goes up regularly. And then you can also stabilize your your family. You can give them a home that they can call home and, you know, more consistency and stability in their lives.
1: Okay, and and what about how? To- so, what is the answer? Yeah. Do you think she should? I mean, if a lot of people have thousands of dollars in debt, but they want to buy a home, so your advice, Tanya, to Shantae, given her status, should do you think she should be buying? Mm-hmm.
8: So I had an opportunity to look at Shante's budget, and no, at this time, I don't think it makes the most sense for them to buy. There's some debt that we want to eliminate, as well as reduce her debt-to-income ratio so that she will qualify for a more competitive interest rate, would also drive down the cost of her monthly mortgage payment. And then there are other things I noticed that we could wipe out. Um, and so, Shante, you had the housekeeping in there. You had dog grooming and sports, and one of the things we talked about was how much you had in savings. And if we eliminated those alone, you would save an additional $4,575 a year. Now, we talked about how important your son's sports yeah. were, so we aren't going to say eliminate that, but we're going to cut back, because right now you're spending about $500 a month on sports alone.
2: Yeah, but that's a hard thing to give yeah. up, you know, because... Cause, that's cause happiness I, right there. Yeah, and Shantae is I all know about her kids. Yeah. So is there ways that she can make sure that her son gets the sports, whether they're scholarships or something, Mm -hmm. Um, Shantae, something you can look into so that he can continue to do what he loves. Because I know that you're not going to give that up.
8: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. That's a (laughs) non-negotiable.
2: So we got to figure out another way to do that. But I know, Shantae, you have a question about managing your budget. What's that? How
7: do I prioritize uh, paying my bills? Which debt should I pay first?
8: So, Shantae, there's bills and then there's debt, right? And so those bills, those things have to get paid monthly. That's like our rent, our utilities, our medical expenses. Those things have to get paid. And then I always tell people to look, okay, now that we paid for our essentials, let's look into the other things, such as your debt. Let's look at the lowest amount of debt that you have right now. Let's pay that off. When we looked at your budget, um, you had a lot of small um, credit card debts, which, you know, is great because we can go ahead and knock those out and then focus on the larger debts once we eliminate the smaller ones.
1: Yeah, and also I think just psychologically, that's a good idea yeah. to get rid of some of that that credit card stuff. Shantae, I know that it wasn't a simple conversation, obviously, obviously with Tanya. But do you feel optimistic? Do you think down the road that that dream will be there for you?
7: Yes, um, I think I've gotten to a point that you know you could so much rent for so long. We've been married 24 years, and you know, it's paying somebody else's mortgage. I want to, I'd rather pay something for us and leave something for my kids.
2: Well, Tanya, I hope you'll stay in touch with Shante. I hope y'all will both stay in touch so that we can make, help make this dream a reality and find ways that we can keep us updated. I want to know, Shante, we believe. Yes, we sure do.
1: All right, thank thank you, thank you. you. Um,
2: And if you'd like
1: Tanya's help with anything from student debt to saving for a wedding, go to HodaAndJenna.com, hit the Connect button. We'd love to hear your story.
2: Coming up, trying to save money by eating out less. We've got a beef brisket stew that'll make you feel like a chef. Coming up.
9: Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is
2: your wake-up call.
8: Okay, no matter what time it
2: is, it's always a good time for barbecue. So we called in one of our favorite barbecue experts, executive chef and owner of Pig Beach, Matt Abdu. We love
1: our Matt Abdu. He's showing us a delicious brisket beef stew that's perfect to whip up this weekend. Check it out.
9: Hey guys, that's right, barbecue season is all season long, but there's nothing quite like a hearty, warm beef stew to warm you up on one of these cold winter nights. So in front of you today, we're taking beef stew and kicking it up to the next level by using my favorite cut of barbecue meat, the king of meats, the brisket. Now, what I love about this is that I find that the brisket is one of the most perfect meats to stew as well as slow, low, cook with some smoke for barbecue. But there's two things I wanna make certain that everybody out there knows about the brisket. Within this big cut of meat I have in front of me here, there's two pieces primarily. There's what's called the flat and what's called the point. The point is that part that you all know and love is the moist or the fatty part of the brisket. And that's the part of the brisket we wanna make the stew because it's gonna make those beautiful, moist, delicious beef cubes. So we're gonna cut away the flat and then you can see within this big piece of that point, there's all this beautiful marbling and the fat. We're simply just gonna take this, cut it into about one inch cubes or so, one and a half to one inch cubes or so. And you can leave all that fat in there. It's all gonna render out beautifully well. And then we're gonna take this, season it up with some salt and pepper and toss it in flour. The next step in our big Dutch oven pot, you wanna use around a seven quart Dutch oven pot or larger, bring it up to about medium high heat with a half a cup of vegetable oil. We're gonna take those brisket point cubes, that nice fatty, moist, beautiful, delicious brisket cubes, toss them in salt, flour and pepper and brown them off until they're nice and evenly golden brown on all sides like you see here. In this pan, after the meat's been all browned, all these delicious brown bits and goodness, that's what's called the fond. That is incredible flavor. To that, we're going to add in about four to five cloves of smashed garlic and get that until it's nice, aromatic, and lightly golden brown. And then this is the secret, guys. We're going to take some tomato paste, and we're going to fry it up in that oil until it becomes nice and sweet. This is going to help develop so much beautiful sweetness and flavor in the stew. A little bit of tomato paste really does go a long way. We're going to cook that for about two minutes or so, and then it's time to deglaze the pan, meaning we're going to chew some liquid to get all those little brown bits up off the bottom. We're going to take a little sherry vinegar, add it all in there, and then one and a half cups of red wine. Any kind of wine you like to drink is best to cook with. Obviously, you don't want to use something that's crazy expensive, but use what you can afford and what you have at your house. We're gonna take this and reduce this down for about 10 minutes or so until it gets nice and thick. At that point, guys, all of these beef chunks that we've just browned up are gonna go back into the stew once this is reduced down, and we're gonna cover it with four cups of beef broth, store-bought or homemade, whatever you have, and two cups of vegetable broth. Now, here's another secret, guys, something that I love, it's really amps up all the flavor in this stew, is I'm gonna take one of those packets of that French onion soup mix, and we're gonna add it in right to there. Put the lid on it, bring it up to a simmer, Let it cook for about an hour and a half. Then after an hour and a half of cooking, you're gonna take the lid off. We're gonna add in the rest of our vegetables. We have some large diced carrots, large diced celery, and some pearl onions. I love the pearl onions because they get such a beautiful visual within that stew of like a nice pop of of color as well as a a nice bite to it. And then after that, guys, we're gonna let it finish cooking for another 45 minutes or so until you have, check this out, the most beautiful, gorgeous, hearty beef stew you've ever had in your life being made with brisket the flavor is going to knock your socks off. Absolutely incredible. Something so good. Serve it up alongside with some of your favorite mashed potatoes or buttered egg noodles. And guys, I'm telling you right now, you're in Happyville with this brisket red wine braised beef stew, the perfect dish to warm you up during these cold winter months. I promise you it's definitely worth one making at home. Back to you guys in the studio. I hope you guys enjoy this recipe and lots of luck to y'all. Yummy. Yum. Thank
1: you so much, Matt. And for this recipe and more, head to today.com slash food. And we'll be right back. Coming up next week,
2: we got a big week. Kate Hudson is here. And the legendary Dolly Parton. Last newlyweds, Paris Hilton and Carter Reed. Okay, if you want to unwind this week and have the best way for you to do, all you have to do is listen to Hoda's podcast, Making Space, or or maybe our podcast. It's a great way to unwind. All right. It's the weekend. Bye. Enjoy. Enjoy it.